Hey, Sarah, I love that spring break vlog you posted on Zigazoo. OMG, you watched it? Yeah, it was so cool. I think you're so talented. Social media is only positive with Zigazoo, the world's largest and safest social media network for kids. In Zigazoo, all community members are verified kids just like yours. And all content is fully human moderated. Try out Zigazoo this spring break. Download the Zigazoo app today. As someone who lives for politics, when a major scandal unfolds... It was shocking. I have to know, what were they thinking? Backroom deals. Huge amounts of money. CIA secrets. Sets off a firestorm in Washington. Affairs. No way this guy's got a mistress. Corruption. I knew I was a dead man. Warning, it's even messier than you thought. United States of Scandal with Jake Tapper, Sunday at 9 on CNN. Hi, I'm Antonia Blythe, and this is 20 Questions on Deadline. Joining me today is Alison Bree. Welcome, Alison. We got second place in my seventh grade lip sync contest for one of the songs on that album. The one that was like, you've already won me over. Oh, that's a good one. Yeah. It's a very of all slow. The, of all the options. In spite of me. <laughs> like, what did we do? It's so slow. Don't forget to listen to 20 Questions on the Deadline. Thank you again, Alison. Thank you. Are you looking to step up to a 4K smart TV? One that gives you unparalleled clarity and picture resolution? Then we've got good news for you. Because the Vizio 65-inch V-Series 4K smart TV is now just 348. With all your favorite apps built in, you can stream straight out of the box. You can even sing along to all your favorite music and radio on the iHeartRadio app. Looking for a smaller or bigger screen? Vizio offers unbeatable prices on all V-Series 4K smart TVs. Head to Walmart.com today and score the 4K TV you've been waiting for. This is VSIN Final Countdown with Stormy Bonatoni and Matt Brown on VSIN, the sports betting network. Hour number two. Happy Thanksgiving. Is it already? We are, wow. I mean, I know. Hour number two. Well, I know. Just boom. Just like that. Wait, right. I know. Hour number two here on Final Countdown. Matt Brown, Jonathan Von Tobel, producer Steph, who is a real person behind the glass. We are all still sweating the first touchdown here in this one. Dak Prescott with a absolutely horrible throw. I yeah. mean, just, just what a bad decision to make that pass. And with that, it is back in the Giants' possession. We have 7-10 left in the first quarter. I want to point out, I think mm. they are still reviewing it. We are at commercial uh, break, so we'll okay. see. There's okay. a question of getting a foot down by the defensive back, so we'll see if that is uh, actually going to happen here. But uh, I say it's a pick. Uh, it looked like a pick to us in real time. Anyway, uh, if it does stand, 6.5 now the live line for the Cowboys and 44.5 oh. the total. Hmm. Um an interesting little nugget comes through Twitter. Listen, Twitter's not all bad. It is kind of a cesspool sometimes. I've been threatened multiple times to, uh, for my death on the Twitter machine. Hey, me but, too. Yeah, yeah. But, um, but, but uh, you get little nuggets like this, that the Bills are the first team to win back-to-back games at Ford Field since 2016. So a team that does not play in the nice, stadium. Okay, yeah. Yes. That's good. A team that does not play in the stadium is the first team to win back-to-back games there since 2016. Do you want another nugget? We were just a part of history. We didn't realize it. Uh, the 57-yard field goal by Graham Gano tied for the longest in Giants history. Look at us sitting here. I mean, Who'd have thought? And again, it's just little, little nuggets. Little nuggets coming through that make us feel so good. It looks like this still. Like right, right? It's not even that far. <laughs> It looks like that's st- yes, it did stand. Yeah, so we have did. the uh, the Giants have the ball yet again. Saquon Barkley around the side. Uh, we are sitting right now again. Oh well, again we're, we're we might be a little behind y'all, so we'll try not to do like play by play stuff. So oh, seven, don't look because you're going to get ruined too by a touchdown, and we're not going to know. Yeah, like just, seven yeah. and because seven and a half is the live line, and so that means like I don't know. 
probably means that the the Giants like it's yeah big play yeah have to punt again or something whatever. So anyway, uh, we'll probably play behind y'all. Unfortunately. All right. So we do have one more game to kick off. We got the Patriots and the Vikings as we sit right now. Two and a halfs and threes. It is. Oh, the money seems to be coming back on the Vikings here. Johnson, while we are kind of while we are. Uh, oh, that's a Daniel Jones. Just it's a really bad right throw. There. Yeah, it's a real bad throw. Um, money seems to be coming back in on the Vikings as people start to look ahead here. We are now yeah. really juicy two and a halfs if the two and a halfs are left and. It uh, looks like it's heading to three before it's all said and done, which is kind of interesting because the Patriots tend to be a team that people, you know, like to bet and certainly a, a fan favorite and all Well, they've that. been covering numbers, right? That's the yeah. other thing. Generally, the market gravitates toward teams who consistently cover like New England does. Yeah. So, Although they needed to walk off punt last weekend. So, so uh, two and a half, very, very juicy. So, again, if you want the two and a half, I'd say go ahead and play it because it looks like these, this is going to go to three before this is all said and done. And maybe it'll ping pong a little bit, but – I guess it's one of those deals where we 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 can just kind of give people how the numbers break down. If 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 it was a consensus three across the board and you wanted to buy off of the three onto a two and a half, it's going to cost you about minus one thirty. Mm-hmm. So if you're looking at a juicy two and a half that's less than one thirty, it actually is a good good value, right? I mean, in in theory, because if it was a three and you wanted to buy off, it would cost right. you more than that. So just. Kind of keep that in mind as you're looking at these juicy two and a half as yeah. well. And I will say, from a matchup standpoint, I, I am very much excited to watch this because the, the one thing that I, I was wrong about with New England, and I've got a win total uh, bet under eight and a half that I think I'm going to lose here, uh, but their defense is really good, man. Yeah. Their defense is incredible. And and what we have seen now, I don't think Belichick's really lost it in terms of the ability to tank away the strength of the opponent. Mm-hmm. Um, and I wonder what this is going to look like for Justin Jefferson and the Minnesota Vikings today. Let's see if your handicap here plays into a little bit of props here because we're in time for Prop Watch. That's how, we, that's how we end it. You did, I, did that on, I did it on purpose, by the way, little, talking about Justin Jefferson because I knew that was coming. A little mm-hmm. just like that. Uh, all right, so let's start with the passing side of things. Right now, Mac Jones, 228.5. Kirk Cousins, 252.5. Both at 1.5. It's always going to be 1.5 touchdowns, unless you're Patrick Mahomes, pretty much. Uh, and I am – I guess it basically comes down to, do you believe that this Patriots defense is as good as they have shown – against what we would consider to be a much better offense, right? Because the one thing about this Patriots team, you can look at the advanced stats, and you and I do this all the time, and we do it every Friday when we break things down, but sometimes the stuff is not adjusted for opponents, specifically some of the, like, if you shrink the sample size and the EPA per play things and the different stuff like that is not necessarily adjusted for opponents. I think EPA does, field position is a big part, if if I remember correctly, EPA, so that kind of helps you out a little bit, too, against some lesser guys. You kind of look here, and it's not been murderer's row for the Patriots, so just to bring it up, I mean, they're, they're the last several games, right? Jets, Colts, Jets, Bears, <laughs> Browns, Lions. <laughs> I mean, these, yeah. That is like their last, you know, that, that that's their last stretch. And then you had the a Green Bay game in there, which we know Aaron Rodgers has not been Aaron Rodgers this year mm-hmm. as well. There's also a Pittsburgh game in there. So it has not been murderer's row of quarterbacks. It certainly has not been murderer's row of offenses that they've gone up against. I'm not saying they're not – I think they're good. I'm not saying yeah. that they're – that they're bad. I just, I think maybe they're not quite as good, as good right. right? That quite as good. So I don't think that this Viking team is going to get completely shut down or anything like that. No. And, what, and what's going to be interesting too, is like, I, I would still say 
if there was maybe a weakness for this team, I would say the defensive backfield is, is just not really the greatest mm-hmm. for New England. I, I would trust their front seven a little bit more. And so what this means for Cousins and this passing tag, which is why I brought up Jefferson, it's going to be interesting uh, like what that looks like for New England in terms of what their game plan is. If they're going to go with, you know what, let's just make sure Justin Jefferson does not beat us and we'll maybe yeah. take care of everything up front. Um, I, I'm, they, from a game plan standpoint, I wonder if this is going to be a quiet day for Jefferson, and it's going to be if everybody else beats us from Minnesota, then that's going to be fine. Then, like, so be yep. it, right? And, and yeah, I mean, so I start to kind of look here, and from a passing standpoint, I think Kirk Cousins. I think the number on Kirk Cousins is at least it's in the realm of kind of where I think he might end up in in if this if this is a favorable spot. I think mm-hmm. for for the Vikings, if it's a, it becomes unfavorable and they can't move the ball and like. And the the Patriots, you know, grind away on the ground, and they take away a couple of possessions over the course of the game because they play, you know, at a slower pace and all that. Then this isn't an appropriate number. So for me, when there's kind of a wide range of outcomes, I'm not going to play a 252 when, like, I think that, that is pretty spot on in a couple of different kind of game scenarios. And then there's really only one where I think that really gets away from them. So no real thought. I I do I do want your opinion though, like 228 and a half for Mac Jones, like. Have we yeah. seen have we seen anything out of Mac Jones? I mean, like he has regressed so badly this year, and I don't, you know, it's just that that number. I know it's not big, but I think for him, it just seems big. To me. Uh, for a guy who, for the first time since week three, surpassed two hundred yards passing last yeah. week, right? I uh, know I, I would agree with that. I mean. I, I guess I think you're a little worried about Minnesota defensively. It's not like the best unit in the world, yeah. uh, and maybe that is what leads you to getting over this total. Mm-hmm. Uh, if you're looking at Mac Jones from a passing standpoint, uh, I wonder too. I mean, for when you're talking about, I'm going to pull this up because like 31 pass attempts for Mac Jones. Right. That, that's one too where you look at what he's done up to this point in terms of passing attempts. Uh, he has thrown it quite a bit. Uh, he's mm-hmm. got about, I think, seven of his games. Uh, he has gone over 30 passing attempts. Uh, but you wonder if against his Vikings front seven, if this is more of a game control type of deal. If they kind of fall behind, obviously you get out of it. But I don't know if the, if I trust Mac Jones as a passer and would look under passing yards, under attempts for him as well. It just seems like one where you'd rather trust your ground game right. here as opposed to Mac Jones. Right, and you've got kind of the dual-headed monster again because you've got – like Harris is back and he looks like he's healthy. So mm-hmm. it's kind of like you can toggle back and forth between him and Stevenson. And so I'm kind of with you – on that as well. I mean, if we look, New England's offense, and, and I mean, when we say it's been bad, I mean, DVOA, 26th overall, 26th pass offense, 24th from a rush offense perspective. Pro Football Focus agrees they're in the bottom half, bottom third of the league, actually, in everything. You start to look at their offensive success rate, 24th overall in the NFL, and really it's because they're putting themselves in these kind of like second, third, and long. So their early yeah. down success rate, early down EPA, is way down at the bottom of the league as well. And so when you have Mac Jones, who we think is not playing all that well anyway, and now you're putting him in these like second nines and third and sevens, it's it's this offense is just not going to function like that. No, not at all. And I would say too, like when it comes to like looking at him like the last couple of weeks, because you make the argument like, okay, he only threw the, only 27 times against the Jets. So that's under this attempt prop right here. But then 30, 35, we won't count the Bears game, uh, 32, 35, and 30. So he's been on that 30 threshold. But much of their opponents have been really good front sevens mm-hmm. that they can't really run against. That's not the case here for Minnesota. What do we think from a rushing standpoint? Dalvin Cook at 75 and a half, Ramondre Stevenson at 55 and a half, Damian Harris at 30. 33 and a half, and then yeah. Madison coming in at 14 and a half. I mean, I guess for 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 me, if if we're if if they believe and, and Kevin O'Connell and them believe 
in the advanced statistics, then the path of least resistance against this New England defense certainly is running against them as opposed to passing against them. If that's the case, I guess it's at least somewhat enticing on Alexander Madison because do we think that if they go a run-heavy approach, does he get seven carries? And if he gets seven carries, then right. we're going to get home here. You yeah. know? No, I, I think that's that's somewhat fair in terms of uh, the analysis uh, for for Madison. I actually I was kind of looking at Damian Harris. Yeah. Only because so Harris, you know, he comes back the last two the you know the last two times we've seen him and 11 was the first week 11 was the first time we saw him for a while, but you know, against a relatively solid front seven against uh, New York, he had some explosiveness. 8.81 yards per attempt. He has that in mm-hmm. his uh, ground game as well for the season, 4.6 yards per attempt. Uh, he has an explosive ability to his ground game. And you're talking about 33 and a half yards. Running back props for New England uh, in general are always kind of dicey. But they yes. do like Damian Harris, and he's a really good running back. I agree. I, I I would be more comfortable playing him as the secondary option in this than I would yeah. than I would Stevenson at the 55. Because as you mentioned, I mean, like, there is there is no rhyme or reason to win. Belichick decides who's going to be the number one and who's going to be the number two. And yep. so it's kind of like always seems like there's at least a little bit of value on the number two as well. I and would certainly be looking at the Harris and certainly looking at the Madison before I would play the Cook and the Stevenson for sure. And I want to mention too really quickly mm-hmm. I mean, for, for in terms of like something that works in your favor here for Damian Harris. He's really good in terms of yards after contact. Um, mm-hmm. And you wonder if, as he starts to get his legs underneath him if he's going to start even get better in that regard and helps you out in terms of some of these props. Still sitting three to nothing in favor of the Giants coming to the end of of the first oh. quarter. That said, Zeke stumbles down the uh, line there for a big gain. We'll go, we'll look at the receiving props here on the other side as well. See if there's anything we're interested in getting in our account. Happy Thanksgiving from everybody here at Peace. Martha Stewart, the original influencer. When I think about anything, I think about the way that she did it first. The media mogul. The six years ahead, she saw what was coming. The prisoner, the rise, the fall, and the reinvention of an American icon. Once Martha paved the road, everybody else pretty much copied her. A CNN original series, The Many Lives of Martha Stewart, now streaming on Max. Hey, this is John Ridley. And this is Matt Carey, documentary editor at Deadline. And welcome to Talk Talk. John, we've got a hard-hitting episode today. A lot of controversy. Well, maybe we should put the word controversy in quotes in the documentary field about the nominees for Best Documentary Feature. We're going to get into that with some amazing panelists. You get a shot, but the individuals behind every one of those images, they're complicated and they are human. This has been Doc Talk. Thank you. Great conversation. Hey, Sarah, I love that spring break vlog you posted on Zigazoo. OMG, you watched it? Yeah, it was edited so well. I think you're so talented. Social media interactions are only positive when you use Zigazoo. Zigazoo is the world's largest and safest social media network for kids. Your kids can upload their content and see what their friends are up to. With Zigazoo, they can create videos, enter to win prizes, and try out the latest dances and trends. There's no commenting, no text messaging, and everything is 100% human moderated. Plus, all community members are real, verified kids just like yours. There are no bots, trolls, or AI. Because Zigazoo is about one thing and one thing only, and that is fun. Try out Zigazoo this spring break and let your kids share your vacation blogs and best edits with their friends safely. Download the Zigazoo app today. That's Z-I-G-A-Z-O-O.
Are you looking to step up to a 4K smart TV? One that gives you unparalleled clarity and picture resolution? Then we've got good news for you. Because the Vizio 65-inch V-Series 4K smart TV is now just $348. With all your favorite apps built in, you can stream straight out of the box. You can even sing along to all your favorite music and radio on the iHeartRadio app. Looking for a smaller or bigger screen? Vizio offers unbeatable prices on all V-Series 4K smart TVs. Head to Walmart.com today and score the 4K TV you've been waiting for. This is VSIN's Final Countdown with Stormy Bonatoni and Matt Brown on VSIN, the sports betting network. You don't have to wait until after Turkey Day. That's today. Score Black Friday deal with the VSIN, new VSIN Pro annual subscribers. Also get a $30 credit to the VSIN store with the VSIN Pro access. You get a daily recap of all the top plays made by our show hosts and guests. You get our tools like the betting splits, see where the money and the bets are moving on every game. You get a deep dive into daily betting reports, plus our upcoming College Bowl and Super Bowl betting guides. VEASAN Store is a great place to shop for VEASAN sports betting hats, shirts, mugs, and other great gear for the holiday season. Hurry, limited time offer, VEASAN.com slash subscribe. We have, we're on first touchdown watch. Zeke is, Zeke's in the game. Sneaks in the end zone. Right. I got it. There you go. Hey. That's fun. That's fun. Oh, that's fun. Oh, man, look at that. Good All for right. you. A little eight, little, little eight to one to start the uh to start the, the this game. Uh that is getting it to uh six to three in favor of the Cowboys extra point pending. Again, the Cowboys did go off as 10 point favorites in this one. So, uh, some work to be done, but we just started the second quarter. Uh, JBT, we were talking about receiving props as we were going to break. Did want to kind of bring those up. Didn't want to just gloss by those. Cause of course we do have a very, very high profile receiver in this late game in Justin Jefferson and Jefferson's receiving total sitting at 87 and a half, six and a half receptions and the Man. longest reception sitting at 28 and a half. That's a very high number. That's a very high receptions number. That's a very high, almost everything for Justin Jefferson. Um, that being said, look, if, if the Vikings roll in this game, he likely has a very big part of that, right. but you know, that's kind of the handicap, right? Like do, do we think that the Vikings kind of rebound here from this, the really poor performance we saw last week, or is this, you know, Hey, this, this defense, despite the weak competition that they played, this Viking, I mean, this uh, Patriots defense is is so incredibly good that um, they're going to be able to limit this offense yet again. Well, and I don't even know if it's about limiting mm-hmm. him, but like, so for example, w- what would you feel more comfortable with over receptions or over uh, receiving yards? Cause I feel like I'd rather go over receptions. Like this is a guy who regularly gets double digit targets and you can foresee a scenario, which is very much a Patriots defense which is a keep everything in front of you type deal mm-hmm. as opposed to allowing explosive plays. And you could probably see a high rate of targets for Jefferson. I mean, he only had five against Dallas last week, but I think it's a high target, maybe high reception type game, but I'm not sure. 87 and a half is so it's high. It is so high. And, and so he's, got, he's got the potential to do it, obviously. <laughs> and he did it. What is, I think it's one, two, three, four, five, six, six, no, seven consecutive weeks before last week. But man, that's high. So, do you want me to do the low-hanging fruit handicap here? Sure. It's the, what does Bill Belichick do? Right. He takes your best weapon, and he takes it away from you, and he makes you beat him in other ways or whatever. And that being said, we have, in fact, 
seen that play out have, yeah. multiple different times where he 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 very well might bracket cover Jefferson and say, okay, the corpse of Adam Thielen and TJ Hawkinson, if they can beat if those guys can beat us through the passing game, then so be it. But we're not gonna let this top five receiver in the NFL beat us. And he very well might go that route in this game. I, I mean, and that's it, it like you said, it's the low hanging fruit handicap. But we do have evidence to the fact that he has kind of yeah. done that to this point, right? I mean, you mentioned some of the opponents that they had faced here, but even go back to like games like, for example, the Lions running attack is, is pretty good. Mm-hmm. It's, we saw it here yeah. again against the Buffalo Bills today, and he completely shut out the Detroit Lions in that game. The win against the Cleveland Browns. The Browns did nothing on the ground in that game for the New England against the New England Patriots. The game which they really failed was at the beginning of the Chicago Bears experiment with Justin Fields as a rusher. Right, That was kind of his yeah. first breakout game in terms of design runs and changing of the offense. But since then, you go around like he has really done it. I don't know what, you know what the strength of the Colts or the Jets are. Right. <laughs> but like we have some evidence to the fact that he has at least still has from a Belichickian kind of standpoint, the ability to game plan around taking away a team's strengths. And here's my, here's my other, here's my other low hanging fruit handicap thing for this Justin Jefferson thing. You either play the under or you play an alt over. Cause it's like, it's either they right. scheme him to where it's like, okay, we figured out a way to just get him open. We were going to move him all around and what all the stuff like that. It's like, it's like he's either going to go over 100 in this game or or he's just going to get shut down. I can't see this being close to that 87 number. It's like they the, the Vikings figure out a way to absolutely get him and scheme him open or he just gets wiped out by by Belichick. I want to say, I want to look this up really quickly because the other thing that works for him, uh, much like we see for um, what's it called? Uh, guys like uh, yards after contact we were talking about. Yeah. Justin Jefferson at times can be a really strong contested catch type of guy. Mm-hmm. Uh, in fact, in the uh, Buffalo Bills game, so he had in that Bills game 10 receptions. Nine of them were considered uh, close, uh, like tightly contested yeah. ones uh, that he had to grab. So he's got a really high rate of them. So he, if that could be something that really helps you out. But I just think generally when you see stars like that, they're probably shaded a little bit higher than they should be with some of their props. And I would tend to really look under that 87 and a half. If you are just joining us, uh, Patriots in that game are two and a half to three point underdogs. It is 42 and a half on the total. We do sit seven to three in. There you go, Jones. Oh my God. They just murdered us, killed him. Oh my God. Oh, he's getting up. All right. That's, that's good. All right. Wow. That looked like a absolute missile to his head, but he's, he's okay. Yeah, this this new concu- we're we're testing the new concussion protocol thing right here because he just got destroyed to his to the head right there. Uh, we do sit as we uh, as we're talking this seven to three in favor of the cap. Oh, that ball was coming out, and he fortunately just fell. Oh, and he didn't even it. take it to the head; he took it to the ribs. Yeah, that was pretty hard. Wow, uh, the Cowboys are is this real thirteen and a half point live favorites in this one? Forty three and a half is your total. If you think the Giants win this thing outright, plus five seventy five on the live money line. If you are watching at home visually and you see all the people crowded around behind us, it's it's not because me and JVT are so incredibly famous or they're so locked in to what we have to say about these games. It's because they're waiting in line to go to the buffet yeah. over here. That um, guy's been yeah. standing there for an hour. Yeah, he I hasn't mean, moved. Like the, this, is, this, is a, this is the line you can see uh, right there. That that line Man, I would out feel behind like- us right here is actually wrapped around the entire casino to go back over behind us this way, which is where the buffet is actually. Here's a good located. question for you. This is a good, like, uh, I think, moral question. Mm-hmm. It, let's say you finally get into the buffet. Mm-hmm. 
Are you taking your time, or do you feel pressured to like eat and get out? So here's this is this this is a great question, and I actually would feel like I needed to take my time because I waited in line so long right. that I would feel bad that if I waited in line for longer than I actually stayed in there. To eat. Yeah. That's a good point. You know, like, Still what fair. if I what if, if I waited in line for an hour, but then I was out of there in 30 minutes? Eating, just be like, what did I just do? For those who don't know, too, the, bu- the, the buffet is open. Yeah. Like, it's like, it's open, so you can see inside. Can you imagine just, like, sitting in line? Some guy's just like, yeah, I don't know, man. Just, just kind of waiting to see if, he, like, my food settles so I can go back for more. And you're like, get up. The, the Vegas buffet is going the way of the Dodo. You know, like, there's yeah. the, the people don't, people don't uh, they're getting rid of all the stations, casinos here in town, gotten rid of the, the buffets. They're gone. That's true. It's so, uh, so it's, it's as not a former a, not stations a, employee, uh, the, uh, the, Best part was the team dining room, which was all just leftover buffet food. It was great. <laughs> I believe it. I bet that was amazing. Do you have you been to have you been to like that one at Caesars? It's like the size of a Walmart or no, whatever, or whatever, no. like the whatever the Bacchanal or something like that. I, yeah. I did I did go to that once, and you can get lost walking. Around you can. That buffet. And the yeah. thing that stinks too is the two things I've never experienced in my life. Well, I did when I was a very small kid. Rio had like the world buffet. Mm-hmm. I have like a very vivid memory of being there as a young child. Uh, but the other was like the buffet pass that you could get. That would get you into like I think it was like four, maybe even seven different buffets down the strip, like and you could like go down and like yeah. This is amazing. Yeah, this is. I'm sure that didn't last very long. Oh, what a great sh- time for Darius Slayton to catch a oh, pass and a touchdown. No. He oh, he's down at the edge. Oh, oh come on. Where was that? Oh man, come on. Oh, I think at- he's in. By the way, because you just looked over, I think he's on top of the defender. Is it the little body when surf he thing? Okay, oh, right no. But look, his foot. Watch his rear end. Watch his rear end. I think he's on top of his foot. I think he's. Ah, oh, they're not going to uh, review they're it. Not Come on, review it. They're just going to run to the thing. Oh, oh my god! Whoa! Okay, so Daniel Jones in that one did just get his head wow, taken because they knew exactly they, what was happening. They tried to run a quarterback sneak, and Leighton <laughs> Vander Esch just was like, "Nah, dude," and went in. Watch his rear end. Okay, no, okay. okay I yeah, thought it landed on his turf. foot and kept up. All right, he's yeah. good. That was wow, Daniel turf. Jones just got smoked on a quarterback sneak. Golly. He didn't even get a chance to sneak. And he like got the snap, and Van Der Esch was in his grill. There were so many people with Daniel Jones anytime touchdowns too, right? right? And like they just that your hope you're like yes they're going to cover. Oh my god, he just got killed. So now here comes your Saquon Barkley anytime touchdown. Sneak. Yes, here's your Saquon Barkley anytime touchdown, yep. and there, there it, it is. is. Yes, so. Cash that short shot. By the way, two. I mean, these are relatively quick kind of touchdowns here. You got what, seventeen points now? So, yes. what's this in-game total at? This in-game total before we get the before we get the extra points sitting at forty-eight and a half. Yep. So after we get this extra point, it's going to be a little bit higher than that. Uh, we'll talk about that on the break too. See if the, maybe there's an angle. Uh, what we think about it, but uh, again, forty-six and a half in favor of the Cowboys. And oh, okay, it's just it stayed at forty-eight and a half. So it's under that forty-nine-ish number. We said if you thought the Giants could win outright, it was plus 525. It is now plus 270, so that number has cut in half. And i got to be honest, JVT, like, we'll talk about this on the other side. Giants have looked pretty good so far. I mean, they're they're <laughs> testing this out Dallas secondary, yeah. right? They almost had Slayton on that first drive, and then now here they had him. So, um, that's a pretty good start for New yeah. York offensively. I mean, they have looked pretty good. And, again, this is one of those things where I keep – kind of saying this man like we can't, the one thing we can't handicap is what do these guys on the sideline bring to the table and I think Brian Dayball is a star I think he's a star uh, talk about it on the other side man crush this is VSIN's final countdown with Stormy Bonatoni and Matt Brown on VSIN the Sports Betting Network. Before you 
make your next bet, be sure to head to VEASAN.com. Check out the betting splits data. You want to know where the money and bets are moving every game? Betting splits page. Updated DraftKings odds every 9 to 10 minutes so you can see changes in all the action. Find out where the public is betting based on the number of tickets and where the money doesn't match the public opinion. Not just today's action, but future events as well. Betting splits. Another way VEASAN's here. To make you a more informed, better year-round, check out today's betting splits for every game at VEASAN.com. 10-7 in favor of the New York football giants over the Cowboys. Cowboys did close as 10-point favorites Ooh. as Dak Prescott misses C.D. Lamb, which was, Man. I'm not going to say would have been a touchdown, but would have been a 30-plus yard gain right there. I'd also say, I mean, so he threw the interception. He missed Gallup on what would have been a big chunk play, maybe a touchdown. He misses Lamb there for, again, what would have been a pretty good chunk play if not a touch. I mean, if he hits him in stride, that's pretty close to a touchdown. He's got a step on his guy. Yeah. Dak Prescott has not looked great so far, dare I say. Fourth and eight. They will be punting away to the Giants. Uh, What we're looking at now, this is down to a five and a half live line for the Cowboys. 47 and a half is the total and is there mentioned, a, sorry yeah no oh, mention this you. on the uh, yeah. mention this on the other side here but you know some of these teams and specifically the giants we talk about all these injuries cluster injuries of positions all this stuff like that and here they are and then look they very well still might get trucked but they if you even making it a quarter and a half where you're mm-hmm. leading in a game like this I, I think from a coaching standpoint and what dayball has been able to do with this team with a complete lack of talent and let's just be honest they do they have a lack of they have not had a playmaker at the wide receiver position all year long. They've been in and out on the defensive side of the ball. Leonard Williams has been in and out on the defensive line. Like they haven't had a healthy team all year. And they still he still has this team with seven wins. He has them competing in a game like this where they should be getting trucked. I mean, like, I think Dayball is like, uh, I think he's a star in the making. Uh, sure. I'm, I'm going to go on a limb. I don't know why you did, but I know why. One of the main reasons why I have an over seven on the Giants mm-hmm. win total is Brian Dayball. Yeah, same. <laughs> like same. It, he, is, he is so underrated in terms of what he's done as an offensive play caller for Josh Allen. Dare I say, too, by the way, we're starting to see Allen miss Dayball a little bit mm-hmm. because, you know, they like I've talked to people, like we've had people on the shows multiple times on Buffalo, and they, like Josh Allen has been described as like, you know, like a kind of like a wild horse that you kind of kind of calm down. And, <laughs> but like Dayball's been the guy to yeah. do that, and he's kind of gotten a little bit more wild here over the mm-hmm. last four or five weeks. Dable's freaking awesome, and uh, I would I would think that if we're talking about coaches who add wins at the margins, he already is at the top of the list in the yeah. National Football League. A- absolutely, and I think we're seeing with a few of these coaches, and you know, look, we'll we'll see if this continues, you know, in the next season or whatever. But a couple of these different guys, I mean, look, and McDaniel down in in Miami's another one. The way that he calls games and the way that he has changed this offense to play to the strengths of Tua, to get the ball into Tyreek's hands in multiple different ways, where whether it's down the field or close to the line of scrimmage and say, hey, just do your thing. Like, I think we're starting to see some of these guys that really do kind of have it, whatever it is, you know, and I think they're starting to shine. And we're seeing, I think, with Dayball here with the the Giants and certainly with McDaniel down in, in Miami, because again, the, the way that he is maximizing the potential of that offense down there, like I thought it was going to be better for sure. You really can't acquire Tyreek Hill and not be better, mm-hmm. but I did not think it would be one of the top, you know, five, six offenses in all of the NFL. And that's basically what we're getting week after week, after week, after week. With this and I think it's also just speaks to where football's out right now, right? What's the common yeah. thread between Dable and McDaniel? They're offensive guys. Mm-hmm. Uh, the way that the, the way that football is being played now, like, like if you're, if you're a head coach or if you, excuse me, if you're looking for a head coach, why would you not look at a guy 
who's going to change your offense. I mean, look at – we have the coach of the year odds. Mm-hmm. Sirianni, Mike McDaniel, Kevin O'Connell, Brian Dable. Of those four, the four the, you know top four choices, yeah. they're all offensive-minded guys who are either <laughs> right. calling plays for their offense or have shaped their offense. Like, that's kind of the way the league is going now at this point. It is. It really is. And so, I, I've – Look, McDaniel, I think, is, is rightfully right there at 5-1. to one. I think O'Connell's rightfully right there at 6.5. And, and Dayball's certainly at 8-1 to one for sure. And those odds are going to go away if they somehow happen to pull a pull an upset here in this one. That is yeah, for sure. I, I mean, I got to say, too, just looking at the market, I, I, I'm never in when it comes to awards. Mm-hmm. Like, they, we're still relative. I know we're past the halfway yes. point. There's still a lot that can happen here in the next few weeks. To say Sirianni is an odds-on favorite to win it, I think, is relatively strong. I think you're looking at McDaniel or O'Connell as opposed to anywhere else. Yeah. Oh, no, 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 for sure. For sure. Because things can certainly go wrong, right? Mm -hmm. And uh, that that schedule that we thought was going to be kind of cupcake for the Eagles because of what we thought about some of these teams heading into the season is not as cupcake anymore because these teams are are, are much better than we thought, you know? And so uh, that's another thing to kind of take into consideration as well whenever you're looking at all of this. We are still sitting 10-7, about 8-20-ish, 8-25-ish left in the second Quarter in this one, and I think, you know, one of the things I do want to point out, Daniel Jones, again, uh, has looked pretty good so far in this game. Dak Prescott seems to be a little bit off in all said and done here. They've been doing it through the air, really, the Giants, not necessarily on the ground. So we'll keep a – we'll we'll keep a – uh-oh, what did you – oh, no, It's actually – so Villanova has actually <laughs> – I think they were down by as much – I want to double check. I think they were down in the range of like 18 or something mm-hmm. like that. They closed a two-and-a-half-point favorite. Um Iowa State just had a rough floater clink off the front iron, and it is a two-point game. Villanova's ball with 19.6 left to go. So uh, it has been a dog day in college basketball so far, and uh, one dog is barking right now, but they might blow it here against Villanova. But that's why my – I did not mean to ooh out loud. No worries. uh, No worries. worries. uh, It's an interesting finish here in this Phil Knight Invitational, not to be confused with the Phil Knight Classic, which is also happening in Portland. And also the Nike something later on and the Nike whatever. Yeah, And there's the Wooden Legacy, I think, later. Yep. Uh, all right, so we do have one college one college football game today. We have the uh, Mississippi State Bulldogs and the Ole Miss Rebels. This is about two and a half in favor of Ole Miss. Ole Miss, of course, was way, way up in the rankings, now sitting eight and three, back down at 20. Mississippi State seven and four on the season, three and four in the SEC. Any thoughts at all on this one? 63 is our total. Uh, no, not entirely. Yeah. I, I would say this. Like, one of the things that has bothered me about Ole Miss all season long uh, is how poor they've been defensively. Mm-hmm. And it's popped up multiple times. And they come into this game now. They are 84th uh, in, uh, excuse me, 96th in EPA per play defensively in the country. Uh, that has been the reason why they have struggled in certain games. I mean, even go back to a win like against Auburn. They were up, I think, 21 to nothing in the game. They let Auburn mm-hmm. get right back into that. I just think when you look at the strengths, Mississippi State is a much more evenly balanced team. They're not incredible by any stretch, but we're talking about the 26th ranked rushing offense in terms of EPA per play in the country a defense that right now is 33rd. This is just a little bit more of a balanced squad. And I'll say this too, the fact that this is under three and well under three gives you an idea of where the market's at. I very much, uh, I would rather be on the side of Mississippi State here as opposed to Ole Miss. And it can't help that Lane Kiffin is openly flirting with jobs right now yeah, in the middle of the season. and not great. T- and allegedly telling imagine. his team like, oh, unless anything changes, I'm still here. Like it, it can't help the situation. We'll, we'll close out the show talking a bunch of, college football here, but uh, while we do have three minutes left in the segment of the game, everyone's going to be watching bright and early 9 a.m. Pacific on Saturday, Michigan and Ohio State. Of course, the 
I'm assuming de facto elimination game unless really wacky things happen. And, of course, wacky things can happen, but we assume it's a elimination game here for the Final Four. As we sit right now, Ohio State just on the other side of a touchdown. I, I, think, it's an, it's, I think it's an elimination game if – for Michigan, if they lose, if Michigan wins and it's close, I think Ohio State's still very much alive for a college football playoff berth. But I agree with the market. Like we're talking about this, pretty much sitting at eight. There's no real move toward Michigan, which again gives you a sense of where the Sharpman mm-hmm. respected money, I guess we'll call it, is or opinions are. Uh, if there was a rush of support from respected minds, this would be much closer to seven, maybe even maybe even mm-hmm. six and a half. That's not the case. Michigan is a team who offensively is fine. They run the ball, but JJ McCarthy struggles as a passer. We saw it over the weekend against Illinois as well, multiple times. I, this is going to be one where Ohio State is going to score, I think. A much more wide-open attack than Michigan has faced all season long. And J.J. McCarthy, I don't think, has it to keep up with Ohio State. And what some would call, Matt, a revenge spot after what happened <laughs> last year uh, against uh, Michigan. I, I like Ohio State a lot here. But this is also coming from somebody who has been waiting for this Michigan team to kind of falter. They've been failing to cover some big numbers. Took Illinois against them last week as a big 17.5-point underdog. And again here, I think I'm going to take my shot and go against them. Uh, I want to see, though, if I can get, you know, 7.5 is not a really big difference, but I'll go ahead and see if this drops a little bit before I get sure. involved. The, you know, the big knock on Michigan all season long, I think it's a fair one, is if you look at this schedule, I mean, it's Colorado State, Hawaii, Yukon, yep. Maryland, Iowa, Indiana, Penn State, if you want to put Penn State in there as, as, as a quality win. Michigan State, Rutgers, Nebraska, Illinois. So it's kind of like everyone's saying, hey, this is just a pretty untested team here. And, and to be fair, you can only play the teams that are on your schedule. These mm-hmm. are made years and years and years in advance. But – it is a fair criticism of this oh, squad. Oh, it is. And then yeah. even look at some of these, right? Like Maryland. That was a game that Maryland turned the ball over three times, including on the opening kickoff. They mm-hmm. probably should have lost that game. I would say probably. I hate doing this. So I'll just say there was a very tightly contested game that could have gone either way. Even the game against Indiana, which looks a lot more lopsided than it was, that was, I think, a tie game, if I remember correctly, at halftime. Playing with their food against Nebraska as well. Uh, the mention of the Illinois thing. I just have not been, despite the fact that they were um, undefeated and really beat the crap out of Penn State. That was an impressive performance. They don't really come out with it, like, very impressive against this very weak schedule, I think, at some of these other spots. So this is a much look at and look at some of the offenses really quickly. Which one of those are spreading you out for and like right. being able to right. just kill you in the second? With secondary? NFL talent, exactly. Yeah, you know, yeah, ever, all over the place. Uh, we are sitting 10-7, uh, about seven minutes left in the second quarter in favor of the New York Football Giants. Six and a half is the live line in favor of the Cowboys. Forty-seven and a half is the live total. Plus two eighty-five if you think the Giants hold on to this lead for the duration. One segment left here on Thanksgiving. Me and JVT run through a couple of the other big college football games, give our final thoughts on the Patriots and Vikings as well when we come back. Saturdays are for sunshine, especially for your ears. With another election, ongoing wars, and natural disasters, we know the news can be a lot to take in. And we're determined to share the bright side of humanity. Every Saturday, take a breather from the headlines and hear all the uplifting happenings across the world with Five Good Things, a new weekend edition of CNN Five Things. That means you can find this goodness in the same feed as Five Things. Listen to Five Good Things on the iHeartRadio app. Hi, I'm Antonia Blythe, and this is 20 Questions on Deadline. Joining me today is Alison Bree. 
Welcome, Allison. We got second place in my seventh grade lip sync contest for one of the songs on that album. The one that was like, you've already won me over. Oh, that's a good one. Yeah. It's like very all slow. The, all the options. In spite of me. Like, what did we do? It's so slow. <laughs> Don't forget to listen to 20 Questions on Deadline. Thank you again, Allison. Thank you. Zigazoo has made me zigzag. What I mean by that is I swore I would never let my kids on social media, but now I'm setting them loose on Zigazoo. Before I found Zigazoo, I believed all social media was inappropriate for kids, but I feel great about my kids being on Zigazoo. Videos are moderated by actual people before being added to the feed. Zigazoo is a space for kids to post videos they've created and to share them with other kids just like them. And since there are no comments or messaging, you don't have to worry about mean comments on your kids' videos. And you need parental consent before joining Zigazoo. Bottom line, it's a space that prioritizes data safety for kids. Oh, but don't take my word for it. Zigazoo is KidSafe COPPA certified. So weigh everything Zigazoo has to offer. Maybe you'll zigzag too. Zigazoo, a social network for kids. Download the Zigazoo app today. Are you looking to step up to a 4K smart TV? One that gives you unparalleled clarity and picture resolution? Then we've got good news for you because the Vizio 65-inch V-Series 4K smart TV is now just $348. With all your favorite apps built in, you can stream straight out of the box. You can even sing along to all your favorite music and radio on the iHeartRadio app. Looking for a smaller or bigger screen? Vizio offers unbeatable prices on all V-Series 4K smart TVs. Head to Walmart.com today and score the 4K TV you've been waiting for. This is VSIN's Final Countdown with Stormy Bonatoni and Matt Brown on VSIN, the sports betting network. Happy Thanksgiving from Bet Rivers Online Sportsbook. Feast on all the actions you had there with Bet Rivers this holiday season football, basketball, hockey, and World Cup soccer, and more. There's plenty to be thankful for with Bet Rivers. Check out Thanksgiving Day promotions, including football bet and get, first touchdown insurance, and single game parlay bet and get. Head to betrivers.com and download the Bet Rivers app today. It's a whole new game. We are sitting 10 to 7 in favor of the New York football Giants. That said, there was some holding. Looked like a first down for the Cowboys. Instead, a third and 14 now for the Cowboys squad, uh, about the 35-yard line. So they're within field goal range, as we saw Maher make back-to-back 60-yarders like Dude, last week. We were So we were talking fantasy like during the commercial breaks a couple of times here. That was the first time I think I've gotten nearly 20 points from a kicker in fantasy. It was incredible. <laughs> I mean, kicks the 60-yarder, and they're like, oh, never mind. No, that didn't count. And he's just, okay, 60-yarder again. again. Just nailed it again. It was fantastic. Oh, we'd have another flag. Could this be on the defense this time instead? Well, uh, C.D. Lamb's shaking his head, Uh-oh. so I would say probably not. We'll see. Oh, no, it is. Oh, no, that's an automatic first down. It is. Automatic first down on third and 14. That They called that on the defense? That's, that's pretty weak. That is pretty uh, I guess there's a. Little that bit looked like, if anything, you don't. Fall. They were CD yeah. Lamb and I. I didn't see who the defensive back was. Were, were hand fighting with one another. Like it was absolutely reciprocated by the other. That was so a, that with was that. Weak, yeah. I mean, a complete bailout because the the they would not have gotten it. It was well short on the third and fourteen. So they get the first and ten now from the thirty yard line. So Cowboys marching down the field here. Three minutes before 
halftime. Again, they did go off as 10-point favorites in this game. Total is a little bit higher than where it went off. Sitting 47.5 live right now, it was 45.5 whenever we kicked off. So I want to continue on with these big uh, college games this week. And, of course, some, you know the, the one we just mentioned, if you just joined us, was Michigan-Ohio State. You said, hey, look, I like Ohio State. Let me see what's going on here, maybe whatever. And I think this is a good time for, for a pro tip as well because – Look, if you're if you like a favorite sitting at seven and a half, like the difference between seven and a half and eight is negligible, but right. the difference between seven and a half and seven is huge. And so you're saying, hey, look, I'll sit down, I'll sit back. If anything, if I have to play an eight, I have to play an eight. But like, I would much rather play a seven. So I'll right. see if I can ha- see if this thing gets to seven, and that's when I'll jump in. And, and we do see the public get more involved mm-hmm. by the time you get to like game day. Mm-hmm. And uh, I think there's a lot of people who might look at Michigan as disrespected, and maybe you get this thing whittled down by the time we get the kickoff on Saturday. So yeah, there's no reason to rush to get involved in something like this. And heck, man, I mean, even if they might not even get involved pre-flop and just wait to see what this opening mm-hmm. drive looks like for both teams. But yes. Uh, if you like those favorites, seven and a half, just uh, hold up in college football and just wait. There will be football tomorrow as well, and some of the football will be going on before right. get in the studio here. Uh, Tulane, Cincinnati, we got Baylor and Texas, NC State, North Carolina, UCLA, Cal. Thoughts on any of these games? No, so none of the sexy games, but mm-hmm. I will say, at least going a little bit further down the board, seven o'clock at night, it's really interesting. So Wyoming is going to play Fresno State, and I, like mm-hmm. in college situation, uh, situations are much more important. Yeah. And what I find interesting about this game is Wyoming was uh, eliminated. They lost a big matchup last week to Boise State. They could have won that game and found themselves in a Mountain West title game. Fresno State is locked into the Mountain West title game. But for both of these teams, especially for Fresno State, once you get to the the end of this game, and if if they do have a strong lead like this number would suggest, there's no reason to keep guys in like a Jake Hanner type or anything like that. I would not be rushing to lay 15, we'll put it that way, with Fresno State. They have everything in front of them if they want to win a Mountain West title. They're already locked into that game. There's no reason to risk a whole bunch here down the stretch of this contest. I do wonder what the fourth quarter really looks like for Fresno State, and maybe if that number is just a tad too high for a team that really doesn't have anything to play for. So that one is, you said, 7, seven o'clock Pacific, yep. 10 p.m. Eastern. So our friends over there, you know, you'll be up anyway, maybe, you know. But hey, it's a Friday course, night. Yeah. It's a Friday night. People partying on the East Coast over there, right? I mean, That's right. Sure. Why not? You ain't got to go work 10 on 10 o'clock Saturday. football, it's awesome. Yeah, you, you ain't got to go to work on Saturday as it is anyway. Friday, is, so we talk about good sports days, by the way. Thanksgiving's a good sports day. I argue that the Friday, like after Thanksgiving, is freaking awesome. With college football, college basketball, NBA back to hockey, it's a really good sports day. And, you know, for people, unlike us, I mean, we'll be working, but, I mean, people who don't have to work, you can just kind of veg, right? I mean, you Heck take yeah. the Thursday, you take the Friday off, you've got the college football, you've got the basketball, you've got everything going on. So, yeah, it's a good day to just kind of veg and and maybe, uh, you know, chill over I don't consider this work. It's chill too much fun. Oh, I know. I mean, look, this was a very, very mm-hmm. fast two hours. I'm not going to lie. This was an incredible two hours. Uh, we were talking a little bit off air. You know, I'm – if you listened all week, you know, I'm not into the Thanksgiving food. I don't like it. I don't really get it. I don't get the whole thing. If it was all that great, we would eat it all year round. You don't have to hear my spiel again. But you said, if I had to pick one, what would it be? And I said, I mean, I guess it would be the ham because while I do like stuffing, is it's everybody just like heaps a bunch of onions in the stuffing. And I, I hate onions. And so, like, then I just can't really eat most stuffings because there's there's so much onions in the thing. And so I can't. If I ever get a stuffing that doesn't have onions in it, I do really like it, and yeah. I think that it tastes great. But like, it's it's so few and far between. But uh, you you said you are you you would pick the stuffing, even though yes. you're not really a big Thanksgiving food guy. No, like yeah. I like it. Like you know, we make enchiladas and stuff like yeah. that. Like I, I like that during Thanksgiving. But yes, like it's, it's stuffing and or mac and cheese. Mac and cheese if it's made well, uh, mm-hmm. you can get really dry macaroni and cheese. And I'm very since I'm pro stuffing. 
I'm very anti apples and 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 or raisins in stuffing. People do that, and it's absolutely disgusting. Right. It's one of the worst things I've ever seen in my life. Like, why are we trying to jazz up something that tastes good as it is, and right. now you're just putting this weird flavor in that doesn't like really mix it's, with it? I, I don't want to make accusations, but yeah, mm. just I'll just throw that out there, <laughs> Dad. Like, just don't <laughs> yeah. don't do it. If any of you and if, if somebody's sitting listening to this right now, going, like, "Oh no, I did that." Yeah. It's like, "Oh, it's in shame the oven." Shame on you. It's That's already in the oven. Yeah. I know. They're like, "Oh God, no." We thank abort. you for listening and watching, but shame on you. Yeah, yeah, I mean, seriously. Um, but we hope you guys have had a, uh, a really great Thanksgiving, and hopefully you've made some money here along the way. We did hit the first touchdown score here in this game. And by the way, just what a fun what a fun sweat that is. And I just we're putting tiny little bits on this. It's just a tiny little sweat. Yeah. But, boy, it, it, that instant gratification, you don't have to wait till the end. You, you, you're, you're sweating the first few drives. It's, you know, it was fun. It well, was see, a, that was the cool part about yeah. it was that it actually we waited until what the – was that the second quarter or maybe the end of the first where we finally got into the end zone. So that was good. We got some empty drives, and we got sweated out for a little bit. There's one more game to kick off, and uh, you could play that if you wanted to as well. If you're watching at home, graphic coming up on what is the uh, touchdown scores for the first touchdown and any time touchdown. Dalvin Cook, your favorite, as you would imagine, because he is, you know, their, their guy there for the Vikings. Uh, five uh, five to one for him to be the first touchdown score minus one fifteen on any time. Justin Jefferson six fifty on the first one plus one fifteen on the any time. Then you get the two Patriot running backs in Stevenson and Harris six fifty on Stevenson ten to one on Harris for first touchdown plus one ten and plus one seventy five respectively for the any times. Hawkinson eleven to one plus two fifteen. Thielen. 12 to 1 and plus 235 for the anytime. Jacoby Myers, the law firm of Jacoby Myers, uh, 13 and 1, 13 to 1 and plus 225 there on the anytime. Uh, you know, look, this is uh, like we were saying. I mean, look, it's, it's, Damian Harris, I think, is interesting, right? I mean, a 10 to 1, if, if they do decide that maybe he's the dude this week. I mean, that's okay, a, really quick. So yeah. Can I just say the, the only, uh, Oh, interception of Dak Prescott again. Huh. Dak wow. Prescott not playing very well not here. Not playing well. Um, the only I – th- I feel like Stephanie's a Patriots fan. Maybe she'll agree with this. The only law firm that I am uh, familiar with is Ben Jarvis Green-Ellis. Uh, that <laughs> yes, is the only yes, one. Yes, Law firm of Ben Jarvis Green-Ellis. Yeah. <laughs> there's there's so many names, yeah, I know that for the Patriots in years and years past, where everybody like you know the law firm of Jacoby and Myers uh, is is uh, thirteen to one to get the first touchdown and two plus two twenty five in this one. So. As we just, uh, we don't want to just kind of casually mention that. That is uh, Dak Prescott's second interception yeah. now in this game. And the Giants do lead the way 10-7 to 7 with two minutes left on the clock. And, I mean, I got to be like, this is, I don't want to overreact to one half of football here, but the the Giants, I'm not going to say they've been outplaying the Cowboys necessarily, but this is, it's certainly been a, a, a draw so far, if anything. Yeah, it, it has. And I wonder, that's what I was going to ask you earlier uh, when I rudely interrupted you, which was, is there a point as somebody who, and I was in your thought, mm. in your line of thinking, this was gonna maybe going to be pretty ugly for the Giants. Mm. At what point in game do you start to look at the Dallas Cowboys, if at all? Because here's the thing about playing in game, right? We could have our, pre- our pregame yes. thoughts. In the, before the game started, I did not think Dak Prescott would throw two interceptions and miss another, what would you say, two or three throws oh, yeah, at least. At least. And that's kind of the thing that changes my thought is, initially I would think, hey, you know what, in-game for Dallas at a cheaper price or a second-half bet, but Dak Prescott has not been playing well. It's not like they're in this hole because of some odd stuff. It's because he's not playing well. Yeah, I, because I, I, I'm looking here. I mean, he's sitting four and a half right now, uh, probably on its way to four because people are taking the four and a half of the Giants left and right. It's juiced to minus 130 on the live line. 
the thing to me is that if if it was like a a freak thing or something right, to where right. I would feel like I could get in on the couch. Like, like a fumble. Uh, a guy fumbled yeah, on yeah. a punch or something yeah. or whatever. Or so, you know, a guy slipped on coverage and it was a, you know, long touchdown. This is like the quarterback is playing really badly. So, like, I don't really want to jump in when the quarterback's playing that, so poor. And your secondary is actually kind of – they only gave up one, but they've been susceptible to some pretty deep plays here yeah. too. I'm not I'm not going to jump in on this one. Yeah. I think I'll just sit back and see how this one plays out. But, again, we, we talk about – what these coaches can mean on the sideline. I think this Giants team is super, super well coached. They came in shorthanded really badly in this one. And uh, as 10-point underdogs do lead, 10-7 to at the two-minute warning here over the Dallas Cowboys. Jonathan Von Tobel, Matt Brown, wishing you a happy Thanksgiving. Saturdays are for sunshine, especially for your ears. With another election, ongoing wars, and natural disasters, we know the news can be a lot to take in. And we're determined to share the bright side of humanity. Every Saturday, take a breather from the headlines and hear all the uplifting happenings across the world with Five Good Things, a new weekend edition of CNN Five Things. That means you can find this goodness in the same feed as Five Things. Listen to Five Good Things on the iHeartRadio app. Billie Eilish and Phineas O'Connell, they're with us today on Crew Call. I'm your host, Anthony D'Alessandro. Billie's vocals, it was automatic art. You know, I had to like choose a more challenging route than just like da 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 da. You know what I'm saying? Like it could have been like easier. And a lot of people have asked me, like, how did you choose to have it be so soft and like so simple? And what else was it gonna like? That's what the song wanted. Thanks for listening to this episode of the Crew Call podcast on Deadline. Hey, Sarah, I love that spring break vlog you posted on Zigazoo. OMG, you watched it? Yeah, it was so cool. I think you're so talented. Social media is only positive with Zigazoo, the world's largest and safest social media network for kids. In Zigazoo, all community members are verified kids just like yours. And all content is fully human moderated. Try out Zigazoo this spring break. Download the Zigazoo app today. Are you looking to step up to a 4K smart TV? One that gives you unparalleled clarity and picture resolution? Then we've got good news for you. Because the Vizio 65-inch V-Series 4K smart TV is now just $348. With all your favorite apps built in, you can stream straight out of the box. You can even sing along to all your favorite music and radio on the iHeartRadio app. Looking for a smaller or bigger screen? Vizio offers unbeatable prices on all V-Series 4K smart TVs. Head to Walmart.com today and score the 4K TV you've been waiting for.